Welcome to Being Better Podcast, where we explore the things that make us happier, wiser, and more productive beings. Hi, my name is Julia and I am your host. Every week I take a concept, a technique, or a story to learn how it can make us better. I hope that this show can help you become the person you've always wanted to be. So here we go! and welcome back to Being Better Podcast. I am very happy you're here and I hope you're having a lovely day. At the beginning of the show, I want to give you a small reminder to subscribe to the podcast and give it a review because this makes a world of a difference and it makes the podcast much easier to find for others. So if you have a minute, leave a review, rate and subscribe to the podcast and and I just want to thank you in advance for that and, and tell you that I really, really appreciate everything you do to, to support this show. For my recommendation this week, I was planning to do another book, but then I realized that actually I want to do a whole book discussion episode about that. Um, so instead, I decided to recommend you a podcast that I've been loving a lot. It is a BBC Earth podcast called, surprise, surprise, BBC Earth podcast. It is completely awesome and amazing because not only do they have interviews and coverage from amazing scientists and biologists, but also they do sounds of all of the things they talk about, which is probably what I most love about this show. Uh, if... For example, if someone is talking about a bird, they will play a sound of that bird. Or if someone is talking about a volcano eruption, then they will play the sound of that eruption. It is. It just makes it so interesting to listen. And, and they also do very riveting stories. And if you are all caught up with your podcast, then try listening to, to BBC Earth. Um, they just uploaded their third season, I think, but I would recommend starting from the beginning because, I don't know, I just feel like the first two seasons were just a little bit better and a little bit more, the topics were just a little bit more interesting, but that might be just me. Um, so yeah, that's it for my recommendation, BBC Earth Podcast. I was actually planning to contact Emily Knight, who is the host, uh, because I wanted to have her on the show. So we'll see, maybe maybe I will have the chance to ask her all about this incredible podcast. So as always, that will be in the show notes. Okay, so now moving on to what I wanted to talk about today. And this week, I want to explain why I am vegan or plant-based or whatever you want to call it, and why you don't need to be. I don't talk a lot about my diet or, or lifestyle over here on the podcast because I am not a doctor and I think that if unqualified people didn't give health advice online, we would live in a much healthier society. So I want to give a big disclaimer at the beginning of the show that I am not a medical professional and I don't claim to be. What I talk about is my own experience and if I mention any statistics or or science articles or studies, all of these sources will be attached in the show notes uh, for you to check them out. 
and decide on their credibility for yourself. So with that all said, let me answer the question uh, you've all been waiting for, which is why I'm plant-based. I mean, I know that most of you don't really care, but let's let's pretend for a minute that you do and that everyone wants to know. So yeah, why why am I vegan? So starting out from the beginning, I got interested in the plant-based lifestyle probably like at the end of 2018. I officially went vegan, I think, in January 2019, um, I think. <laughs> I was not feeling myself back then and I wanted to improve my health, which was not great at that moment. And I also wanted to improve my relationship with food, so I decided to give it a go and see what happens. And lo and behold, I felt awesome. My sports performance was great and I just decided to stick with it. Uh, this is a very short version of the whole story, but the thing is my initial reasons for going plant-based are not that important here because they are different from the reasons why I am plant-based now. I mean, it's still you know, for health and I, I, I learned about veganism because of ultra athletes who inspired me and I saw the amazing things they were doing and I decided to try. So the performance is still very important to me, but the thing is my perspective is a little bit different. So I don't want to talk about, you know, my history and, and all the things that happened just two years ago because this is not really important when it comes to the topic that I will be talking about today. Okay, so just to explain a little bit, a lot of people divide vegans into three categories based on their reasoning why they do it. So vegans are either doing it for their health, for the animals or for the environment. I mean, those are like the three main ones. I'm sure you can find people who do it because it's currently trendy and they want to fit in or people who do it because their partners do it or, you know, just whatever the reasons are, it's just not that important. So let's focus on the main ones. Uh, so I went plant-based because of health reasons and, you know, I just wanted to feel better and, and perform better. So I guess that's that counts as health reasons and in the beginning I didn't really care about animals I mean sorry I should say I didn't really care about livestock because I always loved animals and nature and back then I just thought that maybe you know cows and chickens or pigs are just for humans to eat and only for that reason and I didn't make that connection between the meat and dairy industry and climate change for longer than I would like to admit. But, you know, that was simply because I didn't know that there might be something up with the food industry. I just, I, I think that if I knew my thinking would be so much different so much earlier. Okay, so in January 2019, I didn't really think about how my diet affects the environment or being ethical, but as I started to get to know the plant-based community and, and watch some docu documentaries and all the articles 
that I read, I just learned more about what are the impacts of how we eat. And soon enough, I made the connection and health stopped being the only reason for my diet. So just to help you understand what I've learned and what has changed, I'm going to give you a small and brief lesson about the meat and dairy industry so you can put yourself into my shoes and understand why I make the choice I make every day. Livestock farming is the biggest greenhouse gas emitting industry. I mean, more than even the entire transportation sector. So farm animals emit a noxious amount of CO2, but even more importantly, methane gas. And actually, livestock farming is the biggest contributor of methane emissions. Uh, but you might ask, where does that methane come from? Well, ruminant livestock, like cattle, sheep, buffalo, goats, deer and camels, they have a four stomach or rumen containing microbes called methanogens, which are capable of digesting coarse plant material and which produce methane as a byproduct of digestion. And this methane is released to the atmosphere by the animal belching. Uh, the amount of methane emitted by livestock is primarily driven by the number of animals and the type of their digestive system and, and also the type and the amount of the food they consume. And the thing about methane is that scientists report that methane is more than 86 times as effective as carbon dioxide is at trapping heat in our atmosphere. So, you know, this is the first reason why animal agriculture is so, so dangerous. We care about our carbon emissions, but not a lot of people talk about methane when it actually is so much worse than CO2. Like I said, all of the articles and studies will be attached in the description so you can check them out for yourself and see if what I'm saying here is true. Okay, so that's methane. But furthermore, agriculture and animal rearing devours about 70% of freshwater and account for over 80% of global deforestation. And agriculture is the main land use, but the harvest is not cultivated for humans but for the livestock so you know have you ever wondered why we have all of these crops on earth and still fight with hunger as one of the biggest issues of the 21st century and if you <laughs> ever thought about that it's a great question and the answer is simple yes i mean we farm a lot of lands but most of the crops are not consumed by humans but by the livestock there is really more than enough land and crops for humans, but we keep breeding more and more animals and feed them instead. These animals eat much more than we do and they need much more calories than humans need. And a cow which can produce or be a steak which has a couple of hundred calories in her entire life, she has to consume thousands and thousands of calories so you can see the ratio is really not worth it here and therefore the need to find more lands to grow plants like corn and soy for the livestock is the main reason for deforestation and thus 
for climate change. In order to attain more land, people burn rainforests in Amazon, among others, all around the world. Um, to give you a specific number, around 6.7 million acres of tropical forests are bulldozed or burnt for cattle production each year. Each year. 6.7 million. So just, you can see that this is not sustainable at all. We are farming so much livestock. I mean, the earth currently has about 70 billion farm animals. And together, they weigh more than humans and other wild animals combined. Like, imagine that. You have all of the livestock, and the livestock is more than any other species combined. Like, this is, this is crazy for me. And then to finish our short lesson, the last reason why meat consumption is, you know, not really great, is that it is making us unhealthy and resistant to antibiotics. At the production level that humanity needs today, industrial livestock farming relies heavily on antibiotic use to accelerate weight gain and control infection. So in the United States, for example, 80% of all antibiotics are consumed by the livestock industry. This contributes to the growing public health problem of antibiotic resistance. So if you don't know, antibiotics are medicines that kill or stop the growth of bacteria. And antibiotic resistance happens when bacteria develop the ability to survive or grow despite being exposed to antibiotics designed to kill them. So animals, like people, carry bacteria in their gut and some of these bacteria may be antibiotic resistant and they can get into the food in several ways but also they can be developed by consuming meat from animals who were fed these antibiotics. And again, as with everything, I will link the study in the show notes so you can read about the antibiotics. And antibiotics do save lives, don't get me wrong, but anytime they are used, they can contribute to the development and spread of antibiotic resistance. So to put it shortly, antibiotics are good and they are great, but if you use them too much or if you consume them in meat all the time, they just stop working for our bodies. And of course, from meat consumption, you can develop certain health conditions like heart disease or diabetes. But like I said, I'm not a medical professional and I'm not going to give any advice on that. I already mentioned a lot in this episode, I think. So if you want to learn more about how meat consumption is affecting your body, I would recommend once again the documentary Game Changers. You can find it on Netflix. Um, it's amazing. It's an amazing source of information, but you can just, you know, Google it and and see how uh, the meat or the meat that we consume today, which is a lot different from the meat that our ancestors ate, how it is affecting our body. But these are the reasons for me why I am plant-based, you know, the diet and lifestyle. But like I said at the beginning of the episode, you don't have to go vegan. And, and now I'm going to explain why I think so. 
I said it before and I will say it again. In our current global situation, we don't need a few people going vegan and being extremely restrictive. But what we do need is a lot, a lot of people cutting out as much meat from their diet as they can. So if that means one meatless day a week, that's amazing. If that means two meatless days a week, that's really awesome and it has a very big positive impact on our planet. And if that means that you will have just one meal containing meat a week, that has an enormous impact and you should really feel proud of yourself. What I'm trying to say here is that if we all cut out just a couple of meat meals in a week, it will be a game changer. Scientists estimate that by 2050, dietary changes could save several millions square kilometers of land and cut down global CO2 emissions by up to like 8 billion tons per year. I know it's hard to imagine those big numbers that I'm talking about here, but 8 billion is a lot. And when it comes to our emissions of CO2 and methane, you know, we could really just save so, 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 so much emissions if we just cut out a couple of meals containing meat in a week. So whether you just cut beef and poultry or go completely vegan or, you know, going meatless just one day a week can be a big impact on your health or even your bank account and also on the planet. I don't, I really don't expect that you will become plant-based and I mean if you want to then sure give it a try uh, but if that is not possible because of your, I don't know, living conditions or the current state of your health then really don't worry about it and just cut out as much meat as you can and as much as you feel comfortable with and I just know that there are a lot of stereotypes and stigma connected to the word vegan. That's why I prefer the term plant-based. Um, and I do agree with some of this, uh, some of these stereotypes, but also I disagree with, with most of them. But the thing is, it's not, these stereotypes are not important anymore. It's not about how you want to be perceived by others anymore, really. It stopped being about what people think years ago. Right now, it's about deciding to take actions toward a better future for all of us. For all of us that are already here and for the billions that are coming and are going to be here in 10, 20, 30 years. So if you are privileged enough to decide what you should eat, consider making some changes. And if you are listening to this podcast with your phone and your headphones, chances are you have enough financial freedom to choose what you're putting in your mouth. So I'm talking and I'm dedicating this entire episode to you, to you who have that privilege to decide what, they, what you eat. But if you don't, if you don't have that freedom, then just, you know, focus on your well-being and health first and the world will completely understand and really don't feel bad about what you're eating if, you know, your current situation doesn't give you the freedom to decide 
what you're putting in your mouth just don't really feel guilty because that would be that would be crazy and for the last time in this episode i want to emphasize that i'm not trying to tell you that you should go vegan i'm just referring to the fact and encouraging you to make your own decisions when it comes to what you want to do remember that it's not black or white you don't have to be a complete omnivore and you don't have to be a complete plant-based person you can decide what is best for you and sorry that i talk so much about it but i just think it is important that we all decide what is best for us because at the end of the day you know your body more than anyone else on the planet does So I hope that this episode was informational for you and educational and that I've provided some helpful statistics so you can decide for yourself. And if if what I said was interesting to you, then let me know. Uh, Email me at podcast.beingbetter at gmail.com or find us on Instagram and you can tell me if you agree or if you don't agree, DM me, email me. I really love talking with you guys and I think these conversations about our future and how our actions, our daily, everyday actions impact the environment. I think these conversations are really, really important because they mean that we are a responsible and caring society and we do care about our future and we we are not ignorant about what is happening in the world so like i said if you have some feelings about what i was talking about today then let me know i would love to i would love to read about it um so right now i will move on to the insights of this week which will relate to me going back to using social media. Um, So if you listen to one of the previous episodes, you will probably know that I recently did a social media detox for about a month. And from that experience, I learned that I like my life without social media, actually. And I want to use all of them more wisely. So, you know, since I use social media for my work, I came back to it. Um, and at the beginning, for the first couple of days, everything was okay, and I was fine with using it, until I wasn't, um, so the, there were a couple of problems, first one was, um, I started to struggle with my meditation, so in the episode about my social media detox, I talked about how it, in, it improved my focus and my meditation and it was great so after I started to use it again I started to struggle with my focus once more I don't know what I was expecting I just thought that you know these um, effects of quitting social media would would stay with me a little bit longer but they didn't and I found myself uh, struggling with focus and and I started to take some actions and use it use the social media a bit less but still you know I was I was meditating this morning for 30 minutes and about uh, I would say half of it my mind was all over the place so um it's 
it sucks. I don't really want to quit social media for ever uh, because, like I said, it is my work and I do sometimes benefit from using it. Um, So I'm struggling to find how I can use it and still have somewhat decent focus and, and, and my meditation. It's important to me and I am just starting my journey with, with meditation. So I don't really want it to suffer. Um, so that was the first thing. And then I saw that my mental health actually declined. And it is all about the comparison again. I was comparing my work and I don't know my listeners or my views to you know the other people and and professionals and people who do it for years and again <laughs> the comparison is the thief of joy like Theodore Roosevelt says and yes it stole my joy and I was not really happy this past week I felt discouraged and I felt disappointed and I felt like I suck. So, you know, oh, it's so hard because actually, you know, I, I, like I said, I don't want to quit social media for ever. I still want to use it, but I don't know how to use it and still not, uh, and still not experience all of these shitty aspects of it, the comparison, the distraction aspect of it with I hate so much and you know coming back to social media was is just something that I've been struggling with a lot if you have any tips for me if you have any apps or tips that you use um, to use social media better and and making it work with your mental health and not against it then yeah, just like I said before, email me and I would love, 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 love and once again, I love to read about it. Okay, but that will be all for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it was interesting or educational and that you will consider uh, what I was talking about today. And yeah, thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you very, very soon. edited and produced by Julia Spor. If you want to learn more, visit the website attached in the show notes or visit our Instagram page, which is also attached in the show notes. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to tell your friends about it. Either by the spoken word, by just telling them, hey, you know, I'm listening to the show and the host is so great and so nice. <laughs> just, you know, tell them you like it. Or you can share it on your social media platforms And also another way to support the show is to write a review and subscribe. Uh, From my understanding, you can only do that on iTunes. So if you are an Instagram, MacBook or iPad user, then do it. It will be really a great, great support. Thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you in the next one.